many know you've been set free from Satan's dominion? Satan no longer has dominion over you. The Bible says that he delivered you from the power of darkness and then he translated you into the kingdom of his dear son. Years ago, I was doing a study over in the book of Colossians and I found one translator said translated means lock, stock and barrel. He completely delivered you. He took you out of darkness and brought you into light. Amen. Satan has no dominion over you. All things now are under our feet. Why is that? Well, because Jesus raised us up together. He made us sit together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. So there is nothing, praise God, that should be dominating us. There is nothing that the enemy has, nothing that the enemy can do that can no longer dominate us if we will make a conscientious decision to walk in the liberty that Christ has made us free with. And that's what, you know, Paul addressed the church of Galatia. And he said, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. And be not entangled again with the yoke of bondage. So it is very important that we stand in this freedom. We stand in this dominion. That we stand in this deliverance and not go back and not look back and not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinner, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. I'm looking at a group of people that have been translated, that have been delivered. Amen. Glory to God. You've already been delivered from the greatest thing. You've already been delivered from hell. But on the same day, he delivered you from disease. On the same day, he really delivered you from poverty. On the same day, he delivered you from depression. On the same day, he delivered you from fear. On the same day, glory to God, he delivered you from down days. Amen. Because he is the glory and he is the lifter up of your head. Amen. Amen. We are set free. We are delivered. Now that we have been translated, now it's up to us to become transformed. You see, he did something with our spirit. Now we need to do something with our bodies. Now we need to do something with our minds. And our text in Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2 says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. God doesn't want dead sacrifices. A living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So whose responsibility is it to do something with your body? Is it God's responsibility? No. You are the custodian of your body. Now, if you're not careful, your body will keep doing the things it used to do. But that's why he says you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, you present it unto God. And when you present it unto God, the Holy Spirit will help you live a pure, holy life of worship unto him. And then in verse 2, and here's what we want to talk a little while on this morning. I want to talk to you about being transformed. You've been translated, now be transformed. And be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
You see, the world wants to have you conform to its way of thinking, its way of talking, and its way of walking. The world wants to squeeze you into its old mold, its way of doing things. But the Bible says, don't you be conformed to this world. In other words, you're not of this world. You're living in this world, but you are not of this world. And I believe the Lord is saying to us today, He's got a higher way for us. He's got a better way of living. He's got a better way of talking. He's got a better way of walking. Amen? God's ways are higher than the world's ways. God's thoughts are higher than man's thoughts. And so He tells you, don't you be conformed to this world, but be transformed. In other words, be changed. Let God change you from the inside till it shows up on the outside. The Greek word there is metamorpho. We get our English word metamorphosis from it. It means to undergo a complete Change. It means to become altogether different. Amen? The plan of God, the will of God, is for us to be conformed to the image of His dear Son. Oh, glory to God. Now, how is it that you and I are going to be transformed? Is there areas and are there areas of our lives that need changing? Well, it is our responsibility... By the help of the Holy Spirit to put ourselves in a position to be changed. And the number one way that you and I can experience glorious transformation is by the renewing of our minds. Notice with me that it is not by the removal of our minds, but it is by the renewing of our minds. And as our minds are renewed and we start to think like God, then we'll be able to tap tap into the perfect, the acceptable, and the good will of God. I declare to you that renewing the mind is the highway to functioning and to operating in the perfect will of God. And God's got a perfect will for you. But if you're just idly standing by and not doing anything with the Word of God and not doing anything by renewing your mind with the Word of God, you'll never know the will of God. Because the Word of God is the will of God. Oh, glory to God. I'm looking at a group of people today Then in the next year you can undergo a glorious transformation and your relatives and your boss and your employers and employers will look at you and say, who is this person? I'll tell you who this person is. This person has been changed by the power of God. This person's mind has been renewed. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. You know, God's word translation says it this way. Don't become like the people of this world. Instead, change the way that you think. Change the way that you think. Then you will always be able to determine what God really wants. And I'm telling you, God really wants some awesome things for you. I mean, He really, really loves you. He really, 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 really loves you. And He really, 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 really wants to do some awesome things in your life. 
So he's saying, now, son, daughter, put yourself in a position. Get under the spout where the glory comes out. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Meditate on the word of God by day and by night. And you will deal wisely and have success in every area of your life. I mean, that's the will of God. We serve a good God. We serve a great God. And as you're transformed into the image of His Son, your life will get gooder. Your life will get greater. Your life will get better. And God will increase the fruits of your righteousness yet more and more. And you will be a blessing. Glory to God. Because you're blessed coming in and blessed going out. Woo! Glory to God. That is the plan of God. That is the will of God for you to be changed. Changed from the inside to where it shows up on the outside. To where you're not the same person that you used to be. You don't talk like you used to talk. You don't think like you used to think. Because you're thinking the thoughts of God. You're talking God talk. You're talking the language of redemption. Oh, somebody help the preacher this morning. Woo, glory to God. Say it with me. I am being transformed right now. The New Living Translation says of Romans 12, verse 2. Notice this with me. Romans, the 12th chapter. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you. Let God transform you. Dr. Phil can't transform you. Oprah can't transform you. The greatest psychiatrist in the land can't transform you. AA might be able to help you, but they can't really transform you. NA might be able to give you a little help, but they can't really transform you. I know only one transformer. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. The Lord of heaven and earth. God Almighty. Let Him change you. Let Him do something in you. Let Him do something for you. Glory to God. I've been changed. I've been newborn. I'm not the man I used to be. I'm not using drugs anymore. I'm not drinking alcohol anymore. I'm not smoking grass anymore. I'm not smoking hash anymore. I'm high on the most high God. He's changed my life. He'll change your life. And he will set you free. Glory to God. Today's English version says, Do not conform yourselves to the standards of this world. How many of you have ever heard the term peer pressure before? You know, I used to think that was just in grade school and just in high school. You know, you've all experienced peer pressure. That's why some kids go out and get drunk and lose their lives by drunken driving. Because some idiot came along and said, hey, we're going to go out. We got a couple six packs of beer. Come on, you need to drink. And when you drink, we got some girls there. You can go to bed with them. You can smoke some grass. You can have a high heel time. What's wrong with you? Don't you want to be just like us? And because of peer pressure, they conform to that pressure. And some people lose their lives because of the pressure that comes from the spirit of this age. 
But peer pressure also gets into, well, you need to wear this. And, you know, even in this day and this hour, you know, like the guy saying, pants on the ground, pants on the ground, looking like a fool with your pants on the ground. You know, I, 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 I got to be just like them. I noticed my boys when they were little. When they were in junior high and high school, they, they kind of started sagging a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And sagging won't take you to hell, but it sure won't take you to heaven. Are you listening to me today? You got to conform. You got to do this. You got to wear this. You got you to go here. You got to go there. Peer pressure. It literally drives people into psychiatric wards. You know, you gotta weigh a certain amount of weight. You gotta be just like the Hollywood model. Ah, oh, fooey. I don't want no 90 pound woman. I like my woman just like she is. Amen. And she ain't 90 pounds. I guarantee you that. But she ain't 300 either. Amen. I don't know how we got off on all that. Oh, you know, you can't, you can't eat this and you can't eat that. You might get, it's got too much fat content in it. Well, bring it over to my house. Glory to God. Peer pressure. You got to look like this. You got to act like this. You got to talk like that. We all experienced that when we were kids. But I got a newsflash for you. There is adult peer pressure. I said there's adult peer pressure. The world will pressure you to get in their boat. And have you noticed their boat is going down the same current. It's going down the same stream. The world will pressure you to be like them. Be like the Joneses. Be like the Browns. Be like the Thomases. No, the name of the game is to be like Jesus. I said the name of the game is to be like Jesus. This whole world is operating under a system and it's cursed and people are going the wrong way and they want you to go along with them. But oh, thank God we are of another kingdom. We're living in this world, but thank God we're not of this world. I'm going to say it again. We're living in it, but we're not of it. And when you come into the kingdom of God and you get translated and you start being transformed, sometimes it seems like you're going upstream when the current is against you. But you just keep on meditating. You you just keep on praising. You just keep on speaking in tongues. You just keep on believing the word of God because you've got Jesus in your boat. You've got Jesus in your ship. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. And you'll discover it as you grow and as you mature, a rushing mighty wind will come upon you and will attend your way. And the Holy Spirit will take you to places that you thought impossible. The Holy Ghost will bring you into a wealthy place. He'll bring you into a place of transformation. Hallelujah. Amen. So say it with me real strong today, even right now. I am being transformed. What we think on is absolutely vital in our lives. Look up with me to Philippians, the fourth chapter in the eighth verse. Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Notice this with me. 
He said, now finally, my brethren, whatever things are pure, whatever things are true, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are honest, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, do what? Think on these things. Now notice this list. Honest, just, pure, lovely, good report, virtuous, worthy of praise. Think on these things. There's only one thing that meets all of those things in that list. And it is the Word of God. And He tells us to think on or to meditate upon these things. Now, it's very true, and it's very important that we realize that what we keep our mind on, we open our spirit to. The people that are committing malicious murders didn't just wake up one morning and say, I'm going to go murder a host of people. Somewhere, somehow, the thought came. The thought was entertained. And eventually, the thought was acted upon. Listen, what you keep your mind on, you open your spirit to. These people that say, well, I can look at pornography and not affect my life, are lying about it. It's eating people's lunch. It will destroy people's lives. If you will keep your thoughts on Him, you will open your spirit to the things of God. And it will literally change your life. What I behold is what I will become. Say it with me. What I behold behold is what I will become. Look at 2 Corinthians 3, uh, 18. <clears throat> Second Corinthians 3, 18. Let me take a little drink. The Bible says, In all of us with unveiled face, because we continued... To behold in the Word of God, as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are constantly being transfigured. We are being transformed into the very own image, His own image, in ever-increasing splendor, and from one degree of glory to another. For this comes from the Lord Who is that spirit? What I behold is what I will become. What I look at long enough will become a part of my life. And that's why the Bible tells us to meditate and to think on Him. You do a word study sometime on the word meditate. I ran a few scriptures off in between services. But let me just read to you a few verses right now about meditation. In Joshua 1.8, the Bible says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, 
but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. That thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. And then he says, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Listen to this. Psalm 63 verse 6. Let's look over there. Psalm 63 verse 6 says, When I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches. Have you ever noticed that thoughts come from two sources? Thoughts are actually coming from the evil one or they're coming from the Lord. And have you noticed that When you think on thoughts of failure and thoughts of poverty and thoughts of lack, maybe you go to bed at night worrying how you're going to pay your bills. Do you know that literally has the potential to pull the joy right out of you? Also, thoughts of worry and fear can raise your blood pressure. I mean, to where your blood pressure was 120 over 70 over 80. And the enemy, like a machine gun, brings all these thoughts to your soul. And all of a sudden, there's an elevated pressure in the blood. And you start having heart palpitations. But if that works on the negative, how much more can God's Word work on the positive? See, what we're thinking on will connect us to either death or life. In Romans 8, 6, it says this, For to be carnally minded is death. So if my mind is on the things of this world, and if my mind is on the worry and the failures and the potentials, of going down the tube, it connects me to death. But then he says, but to be spiritually minded. To be spiritually minded is what, Pastor? To be spiritually minded is life and peace. So if I will hook my mind up with my spirit, and I will think the thoughts of God... And I will speak the thoughts of God. I will be connected to life and to peace. Come on, somebody. Don't let this voice fool you. It's coming back. Somebody get me something hot to drink. I need something warm. Life and peace. Life and peace. Life and peace. So, at night, what are you meditating on? What are you thinking on? What are you dwelling on? The Bible says, set your affection on things above. Come on now. Not on the things of the earth. The things of the earth are tied to the world system. The things of the earth are tied to death. They are connected to death. But the things of God 
they're connected to life and they're connected to peace. And so what you think on will become a part of your life. What you meditate on, chew on, dwell on, and ponder in your life will become a part of your life. Now notice a few more scriptures with me today. In Psalm 119, verse 48, he said, My hands also will I lift up to thy commandments, which I have loved, and I will meditate on thy statutes. Psalm 119, 148 says, Mine eyes shall prevent the night watches, I will meditate in thy word. Psalm 143, 5 says, I remember the days of old, and I will meditate on all thy works. I will muse on the work of your hands. When I think about everything God's done for me, and when I think what the Lord has brought me out of, and when I think about the call he's placed in my life, When I think all he's done in the last 29 years in the Bay Area, it makes my heart glad. When I think about the fact that I could have ended up in hell, but now I'm on the highway to holiness. Now I'm on the highway to glory. It makes my heart glad. No, not everything has gone perfect. Yes, there's going to be some difficult times. Yes, there's going to be some trials, but I've chosen not to live on the negative side of life. I'm living on the happy side of life. I'm living on Happy Street right next to Glory Way. How about you? It's kind of like this. When I think about His goodness and what He's done for me, it causes me to shout. And listen, friends, time out. You will not necessarily see change take place overnight. But if you'll be faithful and you'll set your heart and your soul and your mind on this word, this word will propel you. Come on. It will thrust you. It will bring you into a wealthy place. Two more scriptures. How many of you are believing God with me right now? <clears throat> Turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4. 1 Timothy chapter 4. <clears throat> now I want to look at verse 15. Paul's addressing Timothy. And he tells him, Son, I want you to think about some things. I want you to set your mind on some of the things I've just told you. And this is about his life and his ministry. And he says, Meditate upon these things. 
And then give yourself completely to them. And notice with me. That thy profiting may appear to all. Now notice, the profiting did not appear first. Your results of your transformation will not appear overnight. But if you will stay faithful, and if you will give yourself wholly to God, and wholly to the Word, and you will ponder and think and talk God's Word, you will begin to frame your world according to His will. And there will come a day where your healing, your increase, your debt freedom, your peace that passes understanding, your family serving God, everything that was wrong turned around right, and your prosperity and your prosperity and your profiting will appear to everybody. And they'll look at you and they'll say, how'd this happen? And you'll just say, what is man that you are mindful of me? And you'll give him all the glory. And they'll wonder, just like they wondered with Jesus. They said, is not this the carpenter's son? Is not this the guy that works in a factory? How can he be driving around in a Benz? Isn't this the guy that was in the last stages of cancer? My, look at him. He looks 30 years younger. He's renewed his youth just like the eagles. How can this be? You see, people will not really comprehend all the profit that you're coming into. But they don't need to comprehend it. You just enjoy it and then you point them to the God who brings all good things to pass. Are you listening to me? Thoughts are containers. They come from two sources. Look with me in closing to uh, Psalms 1. Are you still here? Now, there are some things that will undermine God's transformation plan for your life. Okay? There are some things that will keep you out of profit. In verse 1, it deals very clearly with this. I want us to meditate on this for a moment. Psalms 1.1. It says, Blessed or empowered is the man or the woman. That walketh not in what? You know why the counsel of the ungodly is so ungodly? You take that word ungodly, it means without God. Now, I don't know about you, 
But if I ever need counseling, it's going to be from a Christian. If I ever need help, and it's not going to be from an ordinary Christian. Because ordinary Christians believe some funky things. Ordinary Christians believe some very religious things. Things like, well, the Lord giveth brother, and the Lord taketh away. All I can say is, next. Understand what I'm saying to you. There are people that are ungodly that don't have God in their lives. Therefore, if they don't have God in their lives, many of their thoughts are going to be coming from the wrong source. Now, don't get yourself under condemnation if you're going to somebody that's helping you and got some good principles. I'm not dealing with that. I'm talking about people that are just flat ungodly. People that will tell you it's okay to look at pornography. People that will tell you, yeah, it's okay to have a few beers. When you have a background of alcoholism in your family. My oldest son, John, said that he would never drink. And the reason why he said he would never drink is because he's afraid that he would like it too much. And he also knew what was running in the family. Listen to me. That there was addiction running in the family and he did not want to tempt himself with that kind of stuff. While I'm at it, I might as well just sweep the whole house clean. Don't embrace the religious, humanistic views of this age. Don't be conformed to this junk. It might be a nail lady. It might be a a person you just come into contact with and you tell them you're a Christian. They say, well, you know, I serve Buddha. I serve Muhammad. But it really, and here's what they say, it really doesn't make much difference. Because after all, it's just one God. No. I don't embrace Muhammad. I don't embrace Buddha. I don't embrace Confucius. I embrace Jesus. I embrace the God of the universe. Somebody says, you're narrow-minded. You better believe I am. Because narrow is the way. Come on. That leads to life. I feel my strength coming on here right now. Narrow is the way. And Jesus said, I am the way. I am not going to check into some transcendental guru's camp to find peace. I already got peace. 
It's the peace of God. And so it says that, verse 1 says, Blessed is the man that doesn't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. There are some places you and I should not be walking. I'm going to try that again. There are some definite places that you and I should not be walking. And there are some places that you and I should not be standing. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. What does that mean? That means hanging out with them. That means just going with them as they go with the world. The Bible says that you'll be blessed if you do not stand with them. And then it says there are some places that we shouldn't be sitting. What are those places? Those places are places where people scorn. Or we could say it this way. They are critical of everything and everyone. They mock Christians. They mock a move of God. They mock the word of faith. They're critical of the move of God. The Bible says, don't you sit in that seat. And if you refuse to sit in that seat and stand in their way and not listen to their counsel, there's something else we got to do. Look at verse 2. Here's what we need to do. But his what? In other words, he gets some joy out of this. His delight, his happiness, his joy is in the word of God. And in the word of God, does he meditate how long? I wonder, can you keep your mind on him all day long? Oh, pastor, that's impossible. God says you can do it. In his word, does he meditate by day and by night? Now notice with me, the meditation comes before what happens in verse 3. But as sure as I'm standing here, and as sure as you are sitting there, verse 3 will become a reality in your life. And he shall be. And he shall be. Notice you shall not be until after you've meditated. You shall certainly not be if you stand in the way of sinners. You shall certainly not be if you sit in the seat of the scornful. But oh, if you'll meditate in the Word of God, you're going to experience some transformation. There's going to be some change that's going to take place in your life. And you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Oh, come on, somebody. When everything in this world is going down, when everything in the world is drying up, your roots go deeper. Come on now. Your roots just go deeper. And they spread out by the rivers of water. It's the water of life. It's the sustaining water of life, the Word of God. And when you meditate in the Word of God, and you start being transformed, you're going to be just like that tree. You're going to be planted by the rivers of water. What does it mean to be planted? That means you're not going to be wishy-washy. You're not going to be in one day up, one day down, the next day almost level to the ground. No, you're planted. 
And those that be planted in the house of the Lord shall be fat and flourishing. They'll bring forth fruit in old age. The Bible says, you will bring forth fruit in his season. You won't have to look around for fruit. Why? Because you're going to be a fruit bearer. Constantly and consistently in your life. Look at this. My leaf will not wither. Glory to God. We're not burning out. We're burning on. Our leaf isn't going to wither. We're like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And did you wear your shouting clothes this morning? And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Hallelujah. In other words, brother Jimmy, whatever we put our hand to prospers. That is the same as saying that you've been transformed and you're blessed coming in and you're blessed going out. This world system doesn't have a hold on you because you're under a higher law, the law of the kingdom of God, which supersedes the law of this age. It is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And it'll make you free from the law of sin and death. So your take home for this week's message is this. Keep your heart, keep your mind on him. Cast down all evil thoughts. Don't entertain them, but meditate on the word of God and your profiting shall show up. You receive anything this morning? Let's all stand to our feet. Amen. Well, I thank you for bearing with my voice. But the word of the Lord went forth anyhow. Were you encouraged? Were you taught something? Raise your hand toward heaven and say in the name of Jesus. I choose to be a doer of the word of the Lord that I have heard today. I will think the thoughts of God. For one thought from heaven. Can change my life forever. One thought from heaven can fix my life forever. I will do and proclaim the word that I've heard. And sooner or later, my profiting is going to be very apparent. Look at your neighbor and say, You're just like a tree. You're planted by the rivers of water. You're bringing forth fruit. Come on, tell each other. Your leaf's not going to wither. Tell your neighbor, whatever you do, whatever you do, come on. Give someone a high five and say, whatever I do, I'm going to prosper. Whatever I do, I'm going to prosper. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Well, I have done it again. I preach myself happy. Thoughts can turn into careers. Thoughts can turn into marriages. There came a time when I said, I think I'll get to know that little blondie down there. Turned into a dating relationship, turned into a marriage, turned into a honeymoon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
turned into two boys serving the Lord. Turned into a ministry. Entertain the thoughts of God that are coming to you. Don't cast down this one. I think I'll join a fitness center. Thoughts can turn into careers. I think I'll go to college. I think I'll take a class at Chabot. Listen, your thoughts will form and take shape and will frame your future. As you renew your mind to the Word of God, you'll know the will of God. Every head bowed and every eye closed. You're here this morning and say, Pastor Mark, I want to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I want to come into the family of God, into the kingdom of God. I am so tired of living in this world system. I need the King to come into my life. I need to be introduced to the King of King of Lords and Lords. And I need the kingdom of God and the word of God to teach me. You're here today. You have religion, but you have no relationship. Your mother, your father maybe knew Jesus, but you can honestly tell me today, I don't know him and I need to know him. There's others of you here today that have gotten away from God. Well, it's time for you to come back to God. Amen. You discovered that this world system does not work. And now it's time to make a full 100% commitment to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords and to give your life entirely and wholly to him. There's other people here today that have not yet received the infilling, the baptism with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to pray for all of you in just a moment. Don't let this moment pass you by. In one moment of time, you can be translated. In one moment, you can be delivered.